Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. This is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I am joined by a research assistant by the name of Hamad Bazaripour. Hamad, how are you today? Uh, hi, Brian, and thank you for inviting me to Behind the Scene. I'm doing well, and I hope you're doing well, too. Yeah, indeed, and hopefully I was pretty close with the pronunciation of your name. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> And we're, uh, we're in the pandemic lockdown as we speak, and hopefully your, um, your university is able to carry on without too much difficulty during the pandemic. You know, university is closed and students return to uh, their homes, but as a research assistant and as graduate students, we are still working and laboratories are still open. Unfortunately, we have access to uh, facilities and we keep working during this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Uh, Hamad, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about yourself, your background, your education? Okay, uh, my name is Hamad. I'm originally from Ahwaz in Iran and I hold Master of Science degree of Geotechnical Engineering and currently I'm a research assistant at Western University in Canada and I am a member of uh, Professor Sadri Karimi's research team and here we are working on behavior and stability of tailings. I have been working on ground improvement methods since uh, 2013 and uh, my works have mainly focused on bioassisted improvement of engineering characteristics of soils. And just in 2019, I joined Western University to evaluate the potential of biotreatment or biocementation for liquefaction control of uh, tailings, which is a big problem, I think, in Canada and the world over. Yeah, certainly uh, is making itself well known even to the general public. I don't think you have to be a geotechnical or a tailings engineer to have seen some of the horrific tailings failures that have occurred yes. in the last few years. Exactly. We are working on many tailings that they sent us from Brazil, from uh, other countries. You know, hmm. tailings are inevitable byproducts of mining industry. And yeah. they bring many concerns with them. Very often uh, they are toxic and they may induce dust or destroy the environment around them. And they run off and effluents make us serious environmental problems. And this is why we, uh, we see they are mainly stored and deposited in tailings dams in saturated conditions. You know, looking at the mechanics aspects, mechanical aspects of tailings, uh, they are usually seen as problematic materials because of their physical characteristics. And 
you know, they are liquefiable most of the times and risk of liquefaction exists in these materials, even in static condition. And this is the biggest problem that we have for tailing stamps. And this is the reason that we have for many uh, failures that we have observed. Yeah. Yes. And tailing stamps are made in different raisings and construction of each raising uh, generates some excess pore water pressure in lower saturated layers. So if drainage system of them is clogged uh, with fines or for some reason cannot work efficiently uh, to dissipate the excess pore water pressure, risk of failure increases significantly. And uh, we are working on behavior of tailings. Today we know that the static liquefaction may happen without any sign of stress or strain, which is a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. In fact, it happens after a sudden loss in the strength of tailings and easily may lead to a global failure of the dam. So we look at different parameters to evaluate uh, their stability and their strength, their undrained behavior. For example, from critical, uh, for critical state soil mechanics, we know that uh, the contractive behavior of a saturated loose soil during applying shear forces generates some excess pore water pressure that leads to reduction of effective stresses. And this is the reason of instability of tailings, which is the reason behind the static liquefaction and many catastrophic failures that we have observed. Yeah. Has University of Western Ontario, have they been involved in tailings research for a long time or is this fairly recent? Uh, as far as I know, uh, in uh, our research team, Professor Sadri Academy is really interested in tailings and their static liquefaction. And uh, we have published uh, many papers in well-known journals and yeah. Uh, all results are uh, quite interesting. So I can say that in Canada, Western is one of the leaders uh, in static liquefaction research. And we have recently started uh, to study effects of biocementation on stability of tailings, on liquefaction resistance of tailings. And uh, all recent results were so interesting and we are still working on that, on different tailings with different uh, gradings and different particles to see uh, effect of biotreatment on liquefaction resistance of these materials. Yeah, interesting. And the, your advisor that you speak of got his PhD from the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. Yes, and that, right. that might be where the tradition of tailings and especially liquefaction came in yes. because they do definitely have some top researchers down there. Yes. And, it was graduated from uh, Illinois University and uh, he has lots of works on liquefaction and critical state behavior of soil. So yeah, is a perfect supervisor. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that, that's really good. Uh, it's nice to know that uh, tailings and liquefaction, and especially static or flow liquefaction, are being looked at at so many different universities. It's obviously a very critical um, 
thing to be understand and and to therefore avoid mm. well it's a little different than uh, the liquefaction that we see during earthquake yeah you know uh, in fact we should look at the stress path of the uh, tailings during the monotonic loading we should uh, study their stability which is more kind of frictional behavior and looking at these parameters we can uh, predict we can just predict the static liquefaction it's very very difficult to uh, say for example 100% one sample is going to liquefy because um, their behavior is totally different depending on shape of particles depending on fabric of the soil and many other parameters but I see that these days uh, Norsan model is uh, going to be popular. Many people use that. It's a kind of, yeah. uh, in fact, it used uh, critical state parameters to evaluate uh, liquefaction of uh, tailings. And it is going to be popular. Some softwares recently added this uh, model to their products that we can use to evaluate liquefaction and stability of tailings down. But about biocementation, I can say that it uh, affects stability of tailings in two ways. Uh, first of all, uh, adding bacteria and biofilms uh, lead to kind of biodensification, which uh, certainly affect critical state behavior of our soil. For example, we have a loose material. Uh, its uh, density is not that high. So adding bacteria and adding cementation material can lead to biodensification, which will lead to a better behavior uh, during uh, monotonic loads. Another effect is uh, the connections that these uh, in fact, uh, precipitations uh, make between tailings particles. Uh, can I talk about biocementation first? I would love that. Okay, biocementation uh, generally refers to any kind of cementation that is produced by biological activities. And the, yeah. method, uh, yeah. the method that I use is microbially induced calcite precipitation, which is also known as MICP. And this method is uh, run by urolytic bacteria, which consume urea and hydrolyze it, and this increases pH of the soil. And if this happens in a calcium-rich environment, then we can expect production and precipitation of uh, calcite particles, which makes connections between soil particles and improve their strength. Hmm. So. Uh, for MICP treatments, microbial enrichment is necessary before injection of urea and calcium chloride. That we can, that we in fact uh, call them together the cementation solution. And also, it's interesting to know that Aspartarsina asteria is the most popular urolytic bacteria that is widely used for MICP works. Hmm. Okay. Uh, when, when we have a kind of uh, sand-like tailings. MICP can increase their uh, uh, cohesion intercepts. MICP mm -hmm. can uh, make 
effective connections between tailings particles and it shows kind of uh, cohesion intercept that uh, is very important when we evaluate behavior of a soil under monotonic loads. We see a totally different stress path. We see a totally different uh, critical behavior. Uh, we have uh, higher residual strength in our sample. It's interesting to see that our sample has experienced much less axial strains after treatment, which means less excess pore water is going to be generated. So different ways. Uh, so so it, it, it doesn't just make it more brittle, does it? Well, uh, no. Uh, if you look at, uh, just look at the uh, cohesion that it produces between soil particles, yes, you're right. It makes our sample brittle. But hmm. at the same time, it fills soil pores and densify the sample. So if you look at the brittleness parameter, you can say that biotreated samples are less uh, brittle as compared with untreated samples. And it's also important for tailings to see that the sample is less brittle. You know, it means that during uh, shearing of samples, we have uh, less generated pore water pressure. Yeah, so if, if we look in, let's say, stress-strain space with an untreated sample versus a treated sample, and let's, let's just imagine that the untreated sample is brittle, so it demonstrates a peak and a, um, a post-peak strength that's something less than the peak anyway. Yes. So how would the treated sample look like in stress-strain well, space? Uh, yes, uh, you know, it uh, really depends on different parameters, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, mm, particle sizes are really important. For example, if your soil is really fine, I mean, uh, fine graded tailings, yeah. effect of uh, MICP is limited because precipitations cannot uh, make effective connections. And also we know that injection process is, is itself a big problem. But if tailings are uh, like sand or if they are uh, like silty sand, we can expect sometimes a residual strength that is not that much lower than the peak one. You know, I mean, uh, the drop in uh, strength after failure is not that much, you know. Okay. The residual strength is also affected by our treatments. Maybe because angularity of tailings is affected, maybe because precipitations affect rottenness of tailings particles. So we can expect higher residual values, residual strength values after treatment, which means after the peak point, we have uh, less uh, drop in a strength of our samples. Mm, okay, okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so what um, does to create the, the microbially induced calcite precipitation, does is it necessary for calcite to naturally occur in the tailings themselves? Uh, as I said, as I mentioned earlier, uh, no, calcite is not important, but calcium, uh, source of calcium is necessary. Okay. because bacteria requires cementation materials which are urea and uh, calcium 
they are required to uh, produce calcite. And uh, traditionally, we enrich soil with bacteria first, and then inject urea and calcium chloride uh, to provide bacteria with enough cementation materials. So, yes, I can say that calcium chloride is necessary yeah. uh, to produce calcite. Okay, okay, I understand that. Is there any um, field installations or testing of this in the plans now, or is it all still in the laboratory? Well, I can say that uh, MICP is uh, still in early stages because yeah. uh, current studies and current uh, studies that we have, we are using expensive nutrients like yeast extract. They mm. are powerful, but they are expensive. We cannot use them in field. But I see uh, some in some projects, I think in the United States, in China, in Australia, they are using MICP in field, but not for big projects. Uh, if we want to transfer MICP to field, it's important to find cheap alternatives for nutrients that we use here. Uh, I personally, uh, you, I, in fact, I have used some uh, cheap alternatives like uh, sugarcane molasses. It's also a powerful uh, nutrient that can feed bacteria, but MICP is still in uh, early stages and we are just working on that in lab. So I can say that to date, no application of MICP for uh, tailings have been reported. But for other purposes, I think in the United States, they have started to use MICP in field. Interesting. You, you might look into um, the use of waste products from beer, the beer industry. Uh -huh. Yes. There might be some promise there because I think you would find some yeast in that waste product. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, they may work, but uh, it needs uh, accurate investigations. I'm yeah. a technical engineer and uh, the biological aspects are a little different than what we see in the realm of geotechnical engineering. So uh, yeah. we should yeah. uh, investigate these uh, uh, ideas. Right, right, okay. So Hamad, what's, what's next? Uh, for MICP? Yeah. Well, I believe that in future we will hear more about MICP because uh, it is growing too fast. We see uh, the demand for uh, environmentally friendly ground improvement methods is increasing. So I believe that in future we will use MICP in field and we will see uh, more results from native bacteria of the soil. You know, the bacteria yeah. that we use is a kind of bacteria that you can find it in most of sorts, you know? Uh, so I believe that in future, we may benefit from native bacteria of soil, the indigenous bacteria that live naturally in soils. I just uh, found out that in some tailings, you can find these bacteria. In a thesis that was published from one of uh, a university in the United States, I don't remember the name, but they reported uh, existence of urea degrader bacteria in tailings, which is really interesting. This means you do not need any 
uh, enrichment. You do not need to grow bacteria. You can benefit uh, natural bacteria. You can uh, employ the indigenous bacteria or tailings if there is any uh, urease activity and just uh, add some uh, calcium chloride and urea to see uh, what happens there. So I think future of MICP and future of microbial treatment will be uh, more related to uh, native bacteria also and indigenous bacteria that naturally exist in soils. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Uh, and are there any, do you know if there's any negative um, aspects of these bacteria that you're working with? Uh, no, uh, it's 100% safe. It's non-pathogenic, which means uh, uh, it doesn't uh, lead to, in fact, it's 100% safe and it, uh, no report is available for any kind of disease that yeah. is uh, produced by these bacteria. Yeah, that's very promising, very promising. It's safe and as I said, it naturally exists in most of soils, so it's not something that uh, we artificially add to the soil, it naturally exists in soil. And uh, in two projects, I personally stimulated native bacteria of the soil. You can add some nutrients like yeast extract, like sugarcane molasses, and also uh, nickel, because nickel is important to uh, increase uh, urease activity of native bacteria of the soil. If you introduce all of them to a soil beside uh, cementation materials, you can expect to, you can expect bacteria to produce biocement because it naturally exists in soil and very often it's not necessary to uh, inject it artificially. Yeah, yeah interesting. So Hamad, you've got other research. What what other research do you have going on? Well, I'm involved in, uh, in fact, I was involved in another research that was about uh, bio-strengthening of uh, coastal slopes. Mm. And for, in fact, erosion control of yeah. slopes that exist in shore of rivers. Mm -hmm. So we just... We had investigated that soil and it was pretty rich with urease bacteria. So we just injected some nutrients like uh, sugarcane molasses and calcium chloride. And after like two months, the slope was fully stabilized and we used direct shear tests to see effect of our treatment on a strength of uh, samples and also permeability tests and results showed a significant increase in the strength of our samples while we uh, didn't have any uh, injection of bacteria and we had just used the native bacteria that existed in the soil. Okay, okay. Yes. That's very, very what, good. What for tailings, uh, yeah. we just inject bacteria because I have no idea if you can find any uh, Uralytic bacteria there. So currently we are just uh, using exogenous and uh, kind of uh, bacteria that we grow in lab and then inject it to tailings. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that's really encouraging. 
Hamad, we've covered a lot of material and I don't know that I've got any more questions for you, but do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Well, I hope uh, in tailing industry and in uh, mining industry, we do not see any failure because uh, they are so, you know, catastrophic and uh, yeah. lead to disasters. And I think uh, new technologies like biocementation, like uh, different technologies that are coming to market and coming to universities can help uh, companies to make safer dams. And maybe they can find another way to keep tailings in another place other than tailings dams. Maybe someday we can grow some plants in tailings. Maybe someday we can uh, use them to make like bio bricks. I have, uh, I don't know, uh, but I hope in future uh, tailings industry benefit from bacteria more. Yeah, that uh, certainly would be a wonderful um, end result. Yes. Yeah. Ahmad, I've really enjoyed learning from you. One of the reasons I have this podcast is to make myself a little bit smarter, and you've certainly helped me there today, so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks for being on. And did before we uh, part ways and say goodbye, was there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, I wish them all the best, and I hope very soon we get rid of COVID. Yeah. And uh, researchers return to campus and people return to their workplaces and we can celebrate a day without wearing masks. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll second that. And I look forward to the day when we can go back to our lives as normal. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, th- thanks again. I appreciate your time and I'll let you get back to your day now. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rocking.